too. It is Cash Color Campus, a high level of conversation. And as um, well, as you know, it's not Tuesday. So I'm clearly at my house, which is um, Urban Grow Media Studios, a.k.a. And I got a great guest on in, in today with my um, good friend Courtney with Marijuana Matters. Uh, we've been trying to get online for a little while to have this conversation about a new act, a new activation that they're working on. And I, I'm super excited to get into this with her. So without further ado, Courtney, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Um, thank you so much for having me. No problem. No problem. You know, we were just kind of lightweight talking a, 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 um, before we hit record. But for those who are listening sometime this weekend, it is her birthday. So if you do see her on social media, make sure you wish her happy birthday. <laughs> yes, thank you. All right. So, Cor <laughs> so, Courtney, let's get into the meat and potatoes of, of everything. So social equity certification. Um, when you initially emailed me and asked me about the about um, bringing some visibility to this, I was super excited about it. And I have been learning a little bit more. I've been um, I have been learning a little bit more, but I know I, you could tell me a whole lot more about what all that is. So, speak to us about what the social equity certification is. Yeah. So, um, the the certification is something that um, we have been thinking about. Marijuana Matters has been working on for quite some time. We were um, delighted to be able to work with Otha from Tetragram, um, who helped us create the, the website and the application process. Um, but it's essentially a platform um, to create and amplify equitable opportunities for people of color in the cannabis space. And these are plant touching and ancillary operators. It's a free certification um, that is gonna help provide increased visibility with consumers. So if you go into, you know, think of it as a USDA label or a fair trade label, you go into a store, you know exactly what that product means. And so because they are being certified as a social equity owner, you go into a dispensary, you will know this business is owned by someone that's been impacted by the war on drugs. Got and it. so we're hoping that, you know, to create more conscious consumers, providing increased visibility and also for partners, you know, that have CSR goals or any type of social impact plan. Um, this is something that they can also, a, a list of, of folks that they can also lean on um, to help incorporate them and to uh, diversify their supply chains and just be able to provide more targeted business and networking opportunities. And that sounds super awesome. And when you and you mentioned that it's not just for plant touching um, brands, it's also for an ancillary brands as well. When you're thinking about ancillary brands, you're not talking about like cash color cannabis. You're talking about um, other type of uh, companies. What um, companies do you do you specifically mean when you say ancillary? When we say ancillary, we're looking at, I mean, not that you guys wouldn't qualify. I mean, we do. I think that what we have tried to do with our organization is increase the scope of social equity and the ecosystem. If you do not live in a state that has a social equity program, and there are lots of states that do have them, but we know that there are limited licensing states. And so what we're talking about in some places are a handful of business owners that can literally say that they are a social equity business. Mm -hmm. But if you're a rolling bouquet or if you have any, you know, type of brand um, or business that is associated, you know, with the plant, like rolling papers or other paraphernalia, um, 
you could be a social equity operator as well, but you don't necessarily have that title because you're not licensed in a state because you don't have to have a license to open up an ancillary business. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're missing a population of, of people um, because as we know, like we are really focused, the social equity folks, um, the conversation has been really focused on licenses, economic opportunity, but there are other parts of social equity, such as community reinvestment, restorative justice. And with these economic opportunities, we've really got to start bringing in these ancillary folks into the conversation because it, they don't have a lot of the same challenges um, that it, that it takes to become licensed in a state. You know, you could be working in CBD right now. You don't have to be licensed to do that, but you could still be a social equity operator and owner. And I think that consumers want to know who those folks are. And I think the fact that you brought up um, Bouquet is a, is a great example because there are a lot of places, a lot of brands such as Bouquet. Um, I'm thinking about Georgia Pine down here in in in, in Atlanta that would benefit greatly for something like this because like you mentioned they don't have to be licensed but it would be great for them to get the kind of recognition for being a brand that is aligned with the war on drugs and being being affected by that. Yeah, and um I think that a lot of states are also looking for some sort of structure and standardization. I was going through the New York Social Equity Report, and one of the recommendations on there was to create a list of ancillary businesses because we know that their first round of licenses are going to justice impact an individual. So you yes. could definitely say, okay, the if you visit a dispensary in New York State right now, uh not a medical dispensary, <laughs> but if you visit a, a adult use dispensary, you know, those are owned by social equity operators. But what about the brands that are inside of them? Um, and that was one of the questions that mm -hmm. when I went to MJ Unpacked, I visited Union Union Square, which I believe is one of the nonprofit ones. And I was like, point me in the direction to the minority and women-owned brands in here. And they're like, oh, I think this one. I think this one. <laughs> And I will say, because I have, even before we were, uh, you know, planning the certification, working for Marijuana Matters, like that's something that I've really been um, focused on. And I believe, you know, you could use your dollars to further support the mission. And so whenever I go somewhere, I always ask that. And I did, um, when I went to Los Angeles, um, I went to Gorilla RX and she did a, you know, shout out to Kika. She has a great way that she displays those um, social equity women-owned brands um, in her store. So I think this is just going to make it even easier. That's great. Um, so when we talk about the application, I know that sometimes applications could be overwhelming for certain people. Um, I've always, I've heard ter like terrible stories about how long some of these social equity applications are for some people to go through and what they have to, you know, from paperwork to paperwork to paperwork, all the stuff they have to deal with. How What is the application process for somebody to apply for this? And is it something that's kind of streamlined or is it something that should, people should be thinking about? Maybe I should hire somebody to help me go through this paperwork. <laughs> Oh my gosh, no, eliminating that burden immediately. <laughs> <laughs> no, so the application, I think it maybe has 10 questions on it. I mean, we ask about any um, justice impact uh, 
that you that you may have had with um with a cannabis related offense or um we ask if you are 50 own 51% of the business in the United States. Um we ask if you live in like an opportunity zone. I mean, I think for us it was a little challenging because some of the states have very specific crime data that they overlay with their zip codes and that's how they come up with these geographic um the geographic identified locations as to where they say like most people were impacted by the criminalization of the plant. We didn't necessarily have that data. So um, we're using opportunity zones and other data to create those areas. Um, we ask questions about what do they think, social, how do they support social equity within their brand? Are they a part of MCBA or any other organization that advocates um, for social equity? Um, you know, percentage of your employees that are persons of color. I mean, this is something that an individual that owns a business will absolutely be able to answer in less than 30 minutes. Okay. Well, that's, that sounds, that sounds great because again, I know some people who are just, they, they're, when it comes to filling out paperwork, they just like, I don't want to do it. You know, and I feel like that turns off a lot of folks who probably should be social equity applicants in a lot of places like you know they get turned off by the fact that you don't have what you feel like is the knowledge to finish even the application no it's it's true it's true but i do think that the individuals that see the opportunity that this could bring to their business would be willing to go on and you know i i know exactly what you're talking about because people have told me they're like i'm applying and i'm looking on the list and i'm like why they ain't applied yet? Why they haven't applied yet? Mm -hmm. And some people are just so turned off by having to fill in information. But that is the way that the world works. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the corporate world, at least, and the government. Um, we do not want to give out this certification to individuals that are not, that we do not believe are deemed that they don't need this to help amplify their business. They're not social equity in the terms of we're thinking of the, the population of folks that we're trying to reach here. Yeah. So the people that we're thinking about primarily would be rolling papers, would be people who make containers such as jars, things like that. Um, even lighters think down, down that line, like they should be sitting next to the same plant touching black owned or women owned uh, social equity pro um, products. Correct. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, honestly, I think that if there is a, you know, if there's someone that has a media company and, and their social equity, like <laughs> I would love, to, I would love to see the list just continue because it's, it's really just about supporting people that want to be in this industry that haven't been able to realize their dream because of the challenges that being in the licensed legal cannabis space has can bring. And also just, we you know, the statistics about, um, you know, minority and women-owned businesses and the challenges they have in raising money yes. and, um, you know, uh, outreach and asking family and friends for their first round of investments. You know, we don't always have those same <laughs> group of family and friends that other people do. Um, and so this is just, you know, there are lots of other industries that have this type of certification, you know, um, the National Gay and Lesbian 
Alliance, um, Women Business Enterprise National uh, Council, they have a certification. And so we looked at all these under industries and said, we want to help further professionalize cannabis uh, owners as well. This industry is different in the sense of the way that the culture, the criminalization of the plant, but it's essentially being created into this, you know, legal licensed structure. And we want to start applying some of those business tactics to this industry to help um, people that look like us. And I, th- <clears throat> and I think it's amazing. I also think it was amazing. And thank you for pointing out the fact that this does happen. Like we we are seeing this in other from from other groups of people who have been disenfranchised. Where this should be something that works for social equity ap- applicants in cannabis. That you should have a specific place. I know that that might sound tur- like a turn off to some people who um aren't you know black, brown, or or, or other. Mm-hmm. It might sound like a turn off, but it's definitely something that's needed because I would hate to have a product and my product be next to or or in the middle of a whole a whole sea of other products when you know that maybe just a little bit of something like this could help me stand out would be a whole help absolutely absolutely and i um you know it's so funny you mentioned that because i was in philly this weekend and i was talking to roz um, we had a really nice conference for women of color. Shout out to Sheena. Yeah, shout out to Sheena. <laughs> shout out to Sheena. It was so dope. And, you know, Roz has her own brand. And and she said, yeah, I'm in 73 stores in Massachusetts. And people were clapping. And then she told me, she's like, but getting into the stores is half of the battle. Mm-hmm. Training, you know, the bud tenders to know what, you know, to, to be able to push your products, what type of marketing do you have once you get into a store? And this is something that it, we hope will become a universal, a national symbol that can help someone like that who, I mean, everybody knows Roz, everybody knows Black Buddha, they're getting to know Black Buddha. But when you be when you move into this the business side of um, this industry, it's all about marketing and and getting your product out there i mean yeah yeah there's definitely lessons that need to be learned as far as how to get into a business because you hear that often like i'm just trying to get into a store but it's it's bigger than that it's almost like i feel like people start thinking about thinking about cannabis as you would think about any other brand like if you had a sneaker company you wouldn't just be happy to have your sneakers in this in this store you would want to know where the where your where's the marketing going how close to the door are we like you wouldn't want to know certain things like that it has to be more than just like you say it's half the game just getting in the store absolutely yeah so is for the for the um is this live right now like is it are people able to go onto the website go into marijuana matters and be able to apply right now Yes, it is available at equity-certified.com. Um, you can also get there from our website, marijuanamatters.org. We are planning to have our first round of applicants announced um, sometime in September. Uh, right now we have about 60 applications. And mm-hmm. so I'm just like, and and I'm just so excited about it because we haven't, we haven't even put in a real marketing plan, you know, mm-hmm. but we know that this is something that the industry needs. Um, and we hope that that folks soon begin to adopt this into their, you know, social impact plans and CSR plans. And really, you know, sometimes I say, where I can't find, where are these people at? Let me show you where they are. 
They're right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's have a section, man. Right. I think I think this is amazing. Um, thank you for allowing me to be part of this and help amplify this and help amplify what's going on. And hopefully one day maybe Cash Flow Canvas has an ancillary business. I mean, aside from Atlanta this clothing, like I need to have something that I can get into a dispensary. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So thank you again for letting, for stopping by and letting us know about how um how what the program is and how people can get involved. I think it's an amazing program. And I, again, thank you for allowing us to help amplify this conversation today. Thank you. No problem. It's